Hi, everyone. This is Coach D. Curso, 95. I'm here with Coach Iowa Banker, the coach of Mesa. Coach, how's it going? Uh, doing great tonight. Ready to uh, jump into a new season and talk some PNTT. It's crazy. It feels like we were just doing an interview for, for last season. The season just blurred together, it seems. Um, all right. Starting off with the Worstel group. Uh, this is Coach V's group right here, Nashville. Um, talented team. He did lose. I think Worstel was on his team last year. Obviously a big loss from that senior class. He also lost Adam Johnson, who was a starting power forward for what looks like most of the season, and then another bench player. But, uh, yeah, big loss from Nashville. It'll be interesting to see who, who um, Coach V replaces Worstel with. Um, what are your thoughts on this maybe new-look Nashville team? Yeah, Coach Nashville's been one of the best, most consistent teams uh, in the league now going in the last several years. Uh, I believe four straight Sweet 16s and Elite Eight last year. You know, they haven't quite broken through to the level I think Coach V wants, but but they're always a consistent threat. Uh, as you mentioned, Worstel and Johnson losing their starting wing and power forward. And, and you you look at, you always look for replacements on the bench or with incoming freshmen. Uh, I think they've got, they've got, uh, multiple avenues they can go the, the magazines certainly love their incoming class uh two two ten rated groups so very highly highly thought of group and looks like three really solid players so you know if you look at that power forward position he could bring in dylan keen if you wanted a six eleven freshman who uh not a big score but pretty efficient and and certainly rebounds and, and defends well that would look like an option and he had a couple of freshmen on his bench last year with with you know the adequate size to certainly play inside uh with Simonetti and Wells and and as you mentioned the the star of last year's team Worstel that's uh the wing probably the tougher one to replace uh, again you look at a guy like Summers coming in as a freshman a 20 point high school score on 58 percent true shooting uh you know play the power forward but maybe he could slide down um and even if you look at their bench uh, you know, if you wanted to throw in, you know, their best bench player last year was actually their backup point guard, I think, Gonzalez. But he's six six, and he might be, even be able to hit that small forward. So I think he's got some options, and that's because he's got a really talented team. Uh, what do you think about Nashville? Yeah, one thing, I, I've, I've seen this trend with Coach V and a lot of his teams. I would say the majority of his teams are huge. <laughs> he tends to go for maximum size at each position. And uh, he's still, he's still going to have that this year. He's bringing back his starting center, Church, who was a, you know, absolute rim protector. And I think if you combine him, whether, you know, going a center duo with King coming off the bench, or if you want to put two towers in there starting, maybe not getting a whole lot of scoring from your front court, but, you know, tremendous defense and size. I just, I'm curious to see where the, where the scoring is going to come from. Now, looking at his team last year, I mean, 77 points a game is – that's pretty low. Uh, I don't know where that ranked, but he obviously won his games with defense. And I think this team should still be up there. Now, both Worstel and Johnson were good defenders. So it's not like you're just replacing the production of Worstel's 20 points. You're also losing, you know, a six, eight dude on the wing who looks like he kind of shut down everyone that he played. Like that's, that's a guy that I wouldn't want my best, you know, wing going up against uh, speaking of Worstel and then Johnson too. I mean, his per 30 um, defensive numbers were fantastic for six, seven power forwards. So I think knowing what coach B wants with his team, which is strong defense, I think 
he's going to have that. I'm just curious to see, um, you know, where is he going to get to 77 points again? You know, it's not a huge number to get to, but you lose Worstel, who is clearly your best um, best scorer. I think it's just going to – Neely's going to have to take a huge step forward, I would say, the point guard. He averaged 22 a game last year, which is good, but he did so on, you know, 42% shooting. His true shooting was better because he was a good three-point shooter, but I think he's going to have to take a bigger low than, obviously, like you said, some of the freshmen. be interesting to see where he plays them, what he could do there. Um, I think this team is not going to be as good as in years past, which is my own opinion. And I'm, I'm sure Coach View would agree because you look at, you know, his teams from a couple of seasons ago. He had uh, Blevins and Bowie. And they finished number one overall, even though they didn't win the, the tournament two seasons ago. But, man, they had loaded, loaded rosters filled with guys who could score and defend. So it's going to be a challenge uh, for him um, for sure. But I still like his team. Yeah, I do too. And, and what other comment I'd make, Coach? Uh, maybe a more underrated loss, uh, just in kind of looking at, looking at his team last year. James DeLeon was a was a guy on the bench who did not get many minutes, but on a per thirty basis, you know, he was he was a seventeen point uh, scorer per thirty. So again, not only do you lose the the production out of the starting lineup, but you also lose their best scoring reserve. So mm-hmm. you know that, that's that might be kind of another under the radar. You know, who's going to be that backup? Uh, guy that comes off the bench in foul trouble that can get you a hoop too so yeah. might be something to keep an eye on yeah i do wonder you know we're always looking for opportunities for new players to come in he had two guys that didn't play last year that if you look at both of their you know high school numbers not bad like bowling looks like a pretty good potential and he played his first two seasons he could potentially be a rotation piece and then i was just thinking sanderson could potentially take that spot that uh daily own had on the bench um but yeah, like I said, um, I think it's still going to be probably one of the harder teams to face just because of that defense alone. And he's just a great coach. He always finds ways to, you know, maximize his roster. I mean, again, looking at his team from last year, thirty-seven percent uh, field goal shooting against. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. And you're going to be in every single game when you have that kind of defense. Um, so that was Nashville, uh, the headliner of the group. The next team we got is Clemson. Uh, the Clemson Wookiees, Coach Mbatch, 31. Quick overview of the team. His uh, his class ratings are all over the place. His senior class headlined a 45-7, headlined by Daniel Klein. This dude's a stud. He's made two all-league teams already. He's going to be shooting for a third this year. I'm sure this guy's just, you know, the prime, like, big man, uh, do-it-all kind of player. He's, uh, he's a really good player, but then – Looking at his class this year, really low. I'm guessing he swung and missed on all of his ties. The three players you're looking at, they don't look uh, great. I think you know, the one player from that class, maybe Davis Martin, can at least play some defense and give him some size. But at the same time, you don't want, ever want him to touch the ball, I would imagine. So uh, there's going to be, I think, a high ceiling. I think, in, well, in terms of players, there's a very uh, wide variety of, of talent on this team. And I'm curious to see how it's all going to come together this year because it doesn't look like they added much to a roster that was solid but not great. So I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a challenge for this Clemson team to make noise. What about uh, what are your thoughts on these guys? Uh, yeah, Coach, I agree. Uh, again, you look at their team and, and what did they lose last year? Uh, you know, a pair of starters. Uh, you know, your your shooting guard, small forward combination. 
Now, neither one of those were, were big-time scorers. Most of their scoring, actually, on this team is unique. It comes from the post. So, you know, you, it's not like you've got to replace a lot of offense at first blush. And and I do think they've got, you know, a couple of players on the bench um, that, that were reserves last year that potentially could move into that starting lineup and and probably at least match that somewhat limited production. You know, guys like um, – uh, Jackson, uh, you know, six six backup shooting guard Zachary Jackson. He was a again on a per thirty basis a sixteen point scorer. So he looks like you know you shouldn't lose anything there, um, you know. And so he at least would take one spot. I'm not quite sure maybe who the obvious candidate would be for the for the small forward role. You didn't really see uh, a lot of scoring there, um, you know, out of their out of their backup at that spot. You know, unless you bring in Gardner who is the point guard and and run with a really small lineup. So, uh, yeah, even though, again, they're not losing a lot, they didn't add a lot. So it looks like a team that might be kind of treading water, I guess is probably my assessment uh, looking at them this year. Yeah, I agree. And looking again at uh, kind of the construction of the roster, I mean, this is kind of a wild. I didn't realize I, I said their senior class is 45-7. Their junior class is an even higher disparity or discrepancy, 64-5. and And I'm guessing that was uh, Eduardo Moore. Uh, from that class, and he, he's a really good all-around player, but I think he needs to score more this year. You know, looking at his high school stats, and again being part of you know, uh, a class like that, sixty-four-five, you know, it, it clearly it clearly is, it was a great player in high school, and I think he has a potential to do a little bit more um, on this team this year. He, it's going to be him and Klein every single night, and and Bell I think looks to be a decent point guard, but again, eight points a game, he's going to need to bump it up. It's it's gonna it seems like for them to make any sort of noise, they're gonna need like career seasons out of everybody outside of Dana Klein, and they're gonna need Dana Klein to probably have a career season as well. You know, it's just one of those teams where there's not a ton of production outside of their best players, so everyone's got to kind of maximize where they're at. Um, so it'll be a challenge for sure for this coach, but it is always fun kind of having a superstar like Klein to kind of follow, even when your team you know may not be the best. Um, because I, I think whenever you have a player like that, you can kind of win. You can win any game if he goes off. So it's always uh, interesting to kind of follow a team like this. Um, so that was the second team from this group. Next up, we got Carbondale. The Eclipse, Coach Dizzy Dell, bringing in a solid 26-53 recruiting class, replacing a 29-49 senior class. So pretty even replacement there. Um, this team was a one seed last year in the PTT, but failed to win their first game. So definitely a disappointing season. Um, they've been pretty much a perennial, uh, perennial PTT team for the past decade or so, but he's had success in the past with this team. They won a championship in uh, season 23, um, you know, had some other top 10 finishes here and there. So there's definitely um, potential with this program. It's just going to be curious to see um how they take that next step to kind of get out of this middling ptt spot um the class they bring in i i like it baby locker looks like a really good player uh might not be you know a star but i think could be a really good blue guy in a team that um could could use it it looks like they have a, a good amount of scores in this team so it's nice having a guy that can dish to those to those scores it looks like his two other players maybe more um defensive oriented Kayvon Ills, not sure that's how you pronounce his name, but he looks like a really good uh, big man who can defend and pass a little bit. 
And then Ladarius Allen, a little bit undersized at 6'6", power forward, doesn't score a whole lot, but a pretty good passer and good defender. So uh, interesting, interesting team. They lose Jaden Burgess, who was his starting power forward last year and was um, a very solid player. You're looking at the roster construction, a lot of minutes from that starting five. So it, it's clear there's the, the depth isn't really trusted on this team, and I think that makes sense kind of looking at their per-30s. So they bring back the whole starting five outside of Burgess, which is good, and they all played a lot of minutes last year and had some really good players. But I do wonder, kind of losing that second big score, uh, being Jaden Burgess, I wonder if that kind of puts a – cap on this team what are your thoughts yeah coach i think you summed them up pretty nicely um you know when you when you look at that that hole at the power forward spot it, it's definitely a hole when you when you have a guy that you know scores approaching 20 points a game typically not from a spot that you, most teams are, are built to have a lot of scoring from uh you know and, and again you look at their bench you know really only one player uh freeman is that kind of has the requisite size for that position he's not a real offensive threat um you know you have thompson who um, he also played, you know, on a reserve last year, kind of the same thing with him. Uh, and then you again have Ives coming in to, or Isles coming in as the freshman, also not a scorer. So uh, a little bit like we talked with Clemson, I think, is, is where you're going to replace that offense. And, and again, I think it's probably going to have to be a by committee approach. You're just going to have to hope with everybody else returning. You know, you had four underclassmen starters last year. Uh, those guys all have another year of experience, you know, if they can each you know, add another three, four, five points a game, and, and maybe you can replace that offense. Uh, again, I'm with you. I do like this incoming class. I think, uh, again, I think it fits fits some needs. It should help with some depth, at least this year, and, and again, possibly with a starter in the front court. But kind of the same thing with Clemson. This looks like a team that probably, um, probably I don't look for a major step up. They're kind of probably treading water and 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 kind of that borderline NTT, PTT kind of team like they were like they were last, um, but uh, uh, again, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, I think um, one thing is if if you're the coach looking at this team this year, your senior class, you know, leaving after the season is it's nothing to. Um, it, they don't. I don't think any of them started last year, so this is kind of a year where you can maybe build up this core group of the four starters and then potentially one of his freshmen. And then look to make that big step next year if you if you strike gold um, uh, on signing day. But um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a struggle to kind of get out of that that second tier. But I think NTT, I would say, is certainly within reach. He just missed it last year, um, so it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to replace, like I said, Burgess leaving. But um, I think there's potential there for sure. Um, last team in the group, we got Tacoma. Tacoma Aces. Coach B. Cook, uh, I've had many uh, games against him in T-League. He used to coach Eugene. We had a lot of games, and I know uh, his personal life has gotten a little bit busier, and he's a little bit less active, but at least he's still active in League 31. Um, kind of in a tough spot right now with this program. He's a very good coach, and I think it can be a struggle um, when you're not getting immediate success in a, a league, maybe as slow as League 31 relative to other leagues. Um, so it just seems to be a program right now that's, I think, and you, you mentioned trading water earlier with one of these teams. I think that's what they're doing right now. I don't see any uh, significant improvements coming from this team. They had three starting seniors last year, none of them which were um, great, although his starting point guard did average 19 points a game. But 
Highsmith and Nash, both starters, really didn't do anything for him. So I'm guess I'm guessing he's hoping these these freshmen will come in and and replace those guys, but the freshmen are blowing me away. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding a lot of positive things to say about this team. I don't know if you can find some find some positive words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of the same thing, coach. They they got they got hit really hard by the graduation bug when you lose when you're three yeah. seniors starting lineup uh and, and again not a team that scored a lot you know 69.8 points a game and, and you lose your number one score you know that that scored 19 of those so uh that you know and then another what 12 10 12 points there so you lose you know you lose about 30 points you know you're, you're talking 40 percent of your offense is gone on a team that didn't score at, at mm-hmm. a at great clip so that's that's my biggest concern with this group and again the the guys they brought in in the backcourt uh, are not efficient shooters at all, so they, so they don't look like real uh, options. So you're probably going to have to look to the bench. Um, you know, he again had has some guys there that you know nobody really stood out, kind of on a per thirty basis, eight, nine, ten points a game. And I think you're just going to have to put a couple of those guys in off the bench and uh, give them the opportunity and, and hope as starters with increased minutes that that you know they can make up that scoring. Um, you know, they also needed size in a major league way. Um, they did get a 6'10 center, uh, Bryant, that's coming in. Uh, so, again, you know, he's a guy that that rebounds, um, you know, not a real defensive player, uh, but could score a little bit, rebound a little bit. And, you know, he's probably going to have a role just based on his size. You know, they don't return anyone above 6'8 other than him. So, uh, I, I agree. I think I think it's – I think it's probably going to be again, like we said, with, with these other teams not named Nashville, probably a treading water kind of season for for most of these folks, and just trying to trying to figure out new lineups uh, and and settings with their new groups. Yeah, I, I'm going to go out on the limb. I don't like making negative predictions on these podcasts, but I, I don't think Tacoma wins a game in this PNTT. Just looking at their schedule, I was when, when I was talking bad, I wanted to kind of redeem myself and maybe give them some positive, but their schedule is tough. I mean, this group, you know, we already talked about the previous three teams. They're all ranked in the top. They're right around the top 100. And then he's got Shreveport. He's got uh, Aurora, which is his brother, ironically enough. I wonder if that was on purpose um, by Coach B. And then um, Charleston. So all pretty good teams. I don't know. I yeah, I just – I thought, I, where's the scoring going to come from and where's the defense? This is going to be a tough year for – uh, Coach B Cook, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but uh, I, I don't like your team. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he's a great coach. He's won a lot of he's won a lot of championships in Test League, so I'm sure they'll be back um, sooner rather than later. Um, overall, this group a little interesting. I think so looking at some of the names of these teams, looking at some of these coaches and the histories of these programs, I think the expectations of this group maybe for me was a little bit higher than maybe I'm seeing some of these teams. Obviously, it's preseason. I have no idea how these teams are going to look, but it just seems like based on the talent coming in and the returning talent, it seems like no one's really taken a huge step from last year. Um, obviously, I could be totally wrong, but I think this group still goes to Nashville. He's just got – in a group where none of these teams seem to be standing out, I think that's when you go, okay, give me the team with the best defense, and I think they have a chance to – um, win any game regardless of you know who's going to fill in for you know their their lost star player so I think that's my prediction this group I think Nashville takes it what about you yeah yeah coach I have to agree uh, not not only the the returning talent 
but you know, and again, obviously they had losses too, but I think they probably had better results on the recruiting trail than, than the rest of their group. So, you know, they bring in some, some talent and some good pieces there as well. So, uh, yeah, I just think there's probably too much talent here. Um, you know, I think the interesting thing will be, you know, the rest of the group, can somebody, uh, you know, win both of those games against the other teams and, and, and win a couple of games their crossovers and, and figure out a way to qualify for the, you know, for the playoff by the cheese clause. I think that'll be the story to, to, to see that, or they just kind of all beat up on each other. And this is a one bid league. I think that's probably what to watch for. Yeah, that, that's probably what my money would be on in terms of being a one-bid league. I think the one other thing to watch for, and I just wanted to mention again, Daniel Klein, I think one of the best players in the league currently. Again, two-time two, uh, two third-team all-league player. So he's definitely a player to watch. He could end up making us all look foolish and end up you know, taking Clemson you know, um, out of this group if he um, puts together a string of uh, performances, which uh, we know he can. Um, any other thoughts on this on this group? Yeah, no, good good call on good call on him. That he might be. You know, I think he's arguably the best player in the group, probably along with Neely. Uh, you know, the returning point guard in Nashville. But yeah, again, I I think Coach V's team ultimately is just going to be too strong, too powerful, and and again, really really good on the defensive end. And uh, you know, I think that's probably going to uh, help them advance. I'm, I'll call on a couple more players that I didn't mention. Uh, Noah Black from Carbondale, he was their leading scorer last year. We didn't really mention him, but he is back. And so I think Carbondale could be, if you're if you're talking about one of those two teams, it's basically uh, Noah Black or David Klein. If one of those two guys can kind of play above his ceiling, which is already pretty high, you know, then there's a chance that this could be, end up being a two-bid league. Two Just wanted to give a call out to Noah Black, didn't want him to feel, feel left out. Um, so that's going to do it for this group. We're doing a couple more groups. Uh, stay tuned.